Hello guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to Cherry on Top. Today I will be sitting down with Travis, who uses he-him pronouns. Hello, and welcome to Cherry on Top. So, the first question is the dreaded therapy circle question. Tell me something about you. Um, I once found our patch kit in my Swedish fish. It was very weird. Yeah, I saw you screaming in the group chat about that one. Sour patch in a bag of sweet fish, and it wasn't sour. It was the same texture, the same taste. It wasn't sour. It was a sour patch again. It was so weird. How does your disability affect your daily life, like at school and whatnot? So with the fainting comes a lot of these pre-flashes, which means if I um I'll be walking and then my legs will start to like basically I'll have noodle legs for about five minutes and my vision will start to cave in on itself. So it's a lot of times really hard to get places without having to stop, which means I need to plan ahead and walk to things like give myself extra five minutes so I don't accidentally um, go too fast and faint or I can like sit through one of these flashes. And it's gotten really, like I've gotten kind of used to it, but it just like, it's a hassle to have to stop doing something, wait five minutes, check myself, make sure that, like, normal, everything's, like, okay. If not, like, get a juice box or get some mandarin oranges or anything. How would you describe your disability to somebody who does not have it? And what is your disability? Okay, um, if I'm going for the one that I feel like would most disrupt my life the most, um, I am extremely prone to fainting. So, I guess, like, it would just involve, I guess I would normally tell Oh, it's just like a blood sugar issue, but my, my blood sugar levels and my iron levels can sometimes drop very drastically, very quickly, which causes me to faint, or my joints have a tendency to lock up, which stops blood flow to like normally like my legs or my arms, it also causes me to faint. So it's like you just kind of tell people, you know, it's just like a, a blood sugar thing. And it's, it's like trying to dumb it down, it's complicated to explain over because then you explain what locking joints are and how different types of sugars act and how like iron levels act. So it's just a hassle all around. So it's like, oh, I'm prone to thinking. How does your disability affect your daily life, like at school and whatnot? So with the fainting comes a lot of these pre-flashes, which means if I, um, I'll be walking and then my legs will start to like, basically I'll have noodle legs for about five minutes and my vision will start to cave in on itself. So it's a lot of times really hard to get places without having to stop, which means I need to plan ahead and walk to things like give myself extra five minutes so I don't accidentally um, go too fast and faint or I can like sit through one of these flashes. And it's gotten really, like I've gotten kind of used to it, but it just like, it's a hassle to have to stop doing something, wait five minutes check myself, make sure that, like, normal, everything's, like, okay. If not, like, get a juice box or get some mandarin oranges or anything. So, I know you live in America, the fabulous country, I guess. What annoys yes. you most about how America treats <laughs> disabilities? Or society in general? People... People don't understand because they're not exposed to this type of thing. When I tell people about this, they're like, oh, I faint sometimes. But it's like, you faint maybe once a month. 
if you're if it's serious i faint twice a week and so it's just people you have to baby talk it down to people it's so much harder to explain things to people when they were never taught anything about this it's not in the education system like i take uh i am taking health for two semesters instead of just one like this school year and even in health class we brush over like um fainting and causes of fainting we don't talk about disabilities enough and i feel like it's a problem especially with um diagnoses like mine like people are still like people will baby talk people who have stutters and but stutters like people know what a stutter is people know if you're deaf hard of hearing um there's just so much that like people are like oh i know what this is because they brushed over it like they read a book in seventh grade about a kid who is deaf and oh you're suddenly an expert then you have the fact of like you don't know anything and so it's like you get treated like a toddler basically and it it's horrible you can't do anything because people think that you're basically helpless when it's like you're you you seem basically helpless to me trying to study disabilities when i have to deal with one the people you see in the media with disabilities are people who magically get better with antidepressants or old people with joint issues how does it feel to be young with a more rare disability Honestly, it's the worst. I'm not the most athletic kid anyway. Like, I I dropped sports in, like, fifth grade. I've kind of gotten into theater, which is nice, because theater, like, it's a lot more accepting in most cases, which is nice. But with this added on to it, like, I can't get through, because we have to run a mile, like, four times a year, once a quarter. So that's, like, every two months. I can't run a mile without fainting. And so teachers just like don't care they don't understand and when you try to tell them they're just like try your best and like my best isn't good enough anymore because you're young you're healthy stop complaining i may be young but per hell healthy in most cases but with this like it's sometimes impossible and when people think like people um often tell me it's like well there's probably like you know there's probably some medication you can take there's not. There's no cure for this. I have to deal with this my entire life, and there's no getting rid of it. So, like, in the media, especially, where it's like, oh, just take this one magic pill and you're better than, like, the snap of fingers. Or, oh, just, like, get a big group of friends, and that's your support group. And it's like, sure, it helps, but it doesn't go away. This isn't, like, some Hallmark movie fairy tale. With, especially with um, um, the topic of older people, because mine is similar to stuff older people have to deal with. It's like, them, I've like talked to like older people, so like friends, parents, or grandparents and things, and they're just kind of like warning them about this sort of thing. They're like, they don't understand it at all. And they think it's like, oh, I have like a friend that has something similar to that. And it's like, great. But your friend sits in a retirement home all day well i have to actively get up every morning go to school i have to go to like babysit people like i have to actually live life and there's no cure for it and i don't get to sit around all day and so it's just it's not a very tv fairy tale ending a lot of times
Do you experience more discrimination because you're young, disabled, and LGBT? Or is your school chill with it? A hundred percent. I go to a Catholic private school, and I'm not bashing private schools. I'm not bashing religious schools because they're really nice, and you get a really good education. But let's just say um, a lot of times the teachers and the students especially you don't get it because they're not taught this way. And especially with like Catholic education, it's normally very straight away from like when we have classes or sex and it's basically abstinence, abstinence, abstinence until you're married and then you're going to have kids and it's fine. But it's like you're telling a bunch of like 14 year olds hitting puberty to avoid all this stuff. And it's so crazy. And then being LGBT, that's a whole nother can of worms, especially in a religious setting where from day one, these kids are taught love everyone, just as Jesus said. But, you know, gay people, we don't like gay people. And so... I've been lucky that I my school is connected to a parish that has um, a parish in a diocese. A diocese is like a sort of like section of churches. So like we have um, the Diocese of Columbus, which is like sort of like our county's diocese, and it's overlooked by one bishop. And I'm lucky that we have a new priest. He's young, he's kind, he understands the sort of things. And uh, our bishop, he's young. So I'm lucky enough that I'm not in a seriously um, overarching uh, like every June, like every single mass is about oh, gay people, you gay people, they're going to hell, and it's like more focusing on hey, let's let's be nice to people. So, and the disabilities, no one teaches kids anything, so they don't know anything about LGBT. They don't know anything about being disabled. They don't know anything about what it's like to be young, disabled, and LGBT. LGBT. <laughs> So it's just facing less bullying and more, um, not like outright discrimination, more of, they don't understand and they aren't taught anything and they're not going to be taught anything. And maybe when they're in their adulthood, they'll maybe find something online, go down a rabbit hole and, hey, wait a second. Oh, I knew someone like that. I probably wasn't the best person back then. And maybe we can hope for that. But it's just a lack of understanding and a lack of empathy from people. It's like, I'm not expecting you to empathize or sympathize with me, but I'm asking for you to, like, cut me some slack here, dude. Maybe take the time, because people are expecting me to spoon-feed them this information. Like, take the time of your day to learn a little and understand your faith and understand people's disabilities and all of these things. So discrimination, yes. But is it a lack of understanding, mostly probably because of poor education choices from teachers and parents? Yeah, most likely that as well. Are there any upsides to your disability? I am allowed to have juice boxes on me all the time. That's nice. Um, I guess, like, it allows me to, like, um, take a breather sometimes. I feel like a lot of times kids are pushed too hard. And if you have, like, uh, in, well, like, put this in quotes, um, quotes, uh, like, valuable reason to, like, take a break, take a breather, get yourself a drink of water, and just sit for a minute and ruin your breath. I feel like everyone should be able to do this. If, like, they're not feeling well, I sh- you should just be able to, like, raise your hand and be like, can I step out of the room for a minute? It's like, okay, yeah, sure. 
and it's like for me it's like hey i'm feeling faint can i go chill for a minute and it's like yeah you go do that but if anybody else tried to do that they would just be like oh sit down you're fine you don't have to deal on anything but i guess it's a little upside that also is a downside kind of just how society treats people and it's a it's like it's a blessing and a curse so are there upsides maybe i guess but are the downsides there ups are that are the upsides um mainly actual just like downsides or exploiting downsides of other people yeah they are what is your current obsession this is the last question and it can be anything from a movie a song this leaf on the sidewalk hold up i need to pick up this leaf <laughs> oh gosh my current obsession um Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of been obsessed with um, studying starvation. I think that's something that I feel like I could benefit if I know more about, because I used to always complain about, I'm freezing. I'm always freezing. I'm always, no matter how many layers I have, I feel like I'm living in Northern Canada with like, I don't know, who lives in Canada, but I don't know. Sam, Sam lives in Canada. No one knows who Sam is. <laughs> but like, I feel like I live, I'm freezing all the time. And then I discovered what touch starvation was. I was like, oh, oh, there's a name for this. And so I guess it kind of helped because originally I thought like maybe there was something wrong because I remember there was something my doctor had told me. It's like, if you feel really cold, that might be a problem because like something might be dropping. But like when I'm cold, I'm, I'm not feeling faint. I'm just cold. So touch starvation has been something really cool. And that's been my latest 3 a.m. like, bench dive into like crazy web pages just learning about this kind of thing and i guess it's it's beneficial to everyone if you kind of just learn about different things that you could be dealing with or your friends could be dealing with it's just like an ex it's an excuse to cuddle with people honestly that's all it is but it's cool to learn about i think is that is dealing with texture starvation a little bit harder with the pandemic or is it a little more chill in ohio Oh gosh. Um, Ohio was lucky. We have a governor who like actually, you know, listened to doctors in March and, and closed everything down. We're, we're being hit hard. Our second wave just kind of hit us right now. But um, honestly, the pandemic has really messed me up because I don't get to, like, I don't get to see my partner at all. I don't get to touch my partner at all. I maybe have seen them twice during this to like hold them like hug them or hold their hand and it sucks i used to when i used to have a bunch of friends and like since i'm shorter than all of them because you know short <laughs> um i would get like my hair fluffed up people like like fluffing my hair because my hair's really fluffy i don't get that anymore so it's just kind of been it's been a struggle. the pandemic has it's kind of been beneficial for a lot of things for me because now I don't actually have to get up and go places, so I don't have to risk fainting all the time anymore. But I'm also just like, I really want to hold someone's hand. I really want to sit with somebody and I want to watch like a movie and I just want to sit with someone and be in their presence. Because I sure as hell can't do that because my dad's at work. My family's like, the closest thing I've got is like maybe trying to put my baby cousins down so when I'm babysitting, but barely anything so the pandemic pandemic in ohio has not been <laughs> fun to deal with um all of that 
Well, thank you so much for joining me. I enjoyed recording this episode with you. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for having me.